0: Ibrahim Bam joins us uh, on uh, the program. Ma'alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa'alaikum
1: oh, wa rahmatullahi warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And as-salamu alaykum to all the esteemed listeners of Radio Islam.
0: Jazakumullah khairan uh, Malana, for joining us uh, on uh, the program uh, this morning. Ma, how are you keeping? Alhamdulillah,
1: Allah Ta'ala has been kind and we make dua that Allah Ta'ala continues his kindness and his afiyat and his concealment over us. Hmm.
0: Before we start the program, Masha'Allah, I just seen a tweet saying that chametul uh, Alam South Africa donated uh, 5.3 million rand in kind aid to the victims uh, in Turkey, and I see there was a picture there as well as formal um, signing the the book of condolence. So, Masha'Allah, a uh, good work done by chametul Alam South Africa. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala accept. Um, it's
1: been amazing. I mean, this while you brought it. Yesterday, we went to the Turkish Embassy. And uh, there is a book of condolence which I was going through, and alhamdulillah, there were many Muslim organizations that went. A lot of diplomatic, um, in the diplomatic corps you know, all the embassies from different countries, and we added our more uh, works and our words of sympathy and condolence and dua. Uh, we met with the officials of the Turkish embassy uh, on behalf of the Jamaatul Ulama South Africa, the United Ulama Council of South Africa. We gave them the dua of the muslims of south africa and alhamdulillah thus far and of course there's still a lot that is still left uh the had already contributed 5.3 million and it's amazing uh you know a lot of people came to the jamiat and uh, asked for things and said they want to donate in kind and cash now one of the things that people must realize is sometimes people do become emotional they want to give clothes sometimes they want to give the old clothes now, sometimes you give clothes, and then you know it. It costs more to transport it to to the place uh, than than actual uh, the the clothes itself. So the Turkish uh, embassy said that see, at this stage we don't need that much clothes. What we do need is uh, generators. Now the reason, the reason why they needed generators was that uh, the machinery that was needed to take out the rubble. Uh, because obviously the electricity and the power had been uh, damaged and the infrastructure had been damaged because of the earthquake, so generators were required. So in the generators, uh, the Jem'at al played a major role and there was over 100 generators that the Jemaat had sent out and they wanted big tents, not the small tents. Now again, uh, people have, uh, the, the intentions are good. So when it was made known that they needed tents, people brought Tens that you find in in, in Nacro, etc. Now, those tents are not going to, uh, you know, be of any benefit because you need those heavy-duty tents. Alhamdulillah, in the first instance, 60 tents that Jami'ed had uh, acquired. And then the Turkish Airlines, because of the disaster, uh, had uh, transported those goods for free. So that was what was needed. It was like sleeping bags, good quality sleeping bags because of the cold a great amount of, of uh, big tents, heavy-duty tents, and generators. Alhamdulillah, in that particular regard, uh, the Jamiatul ulama had sent uh, all of these things to the tune of over 5 million rand ran out to uh, Turkey. Now, of course, uh, as, as things settle down, and now maybe uh, from rescue you might go into uh, uh, healing and housing the people, there might be a different um, type of need that will come up. And according to that, the General Ulama, inshallah, its relief team will work accordingly uh, to, to, to come to the assistance, inshallah, of the people. Mm. And of them. course, our duty, I mean, when, when mm. someone is in, in difficulty, it's our duty to reach out to the best of our ability. We might not be able to, to cover everyone or to make such an impact that uh, helps everyone who had been affected by the earthquake. But whatever we can do, it's our duty, inshallah. So a request... To all the the listeners, if you can, please do whatever you can uh, without without, uh, compromising on the needs that are also around the corner from you, but also towards uh, doing whatever we can for our brothers and sisters in Turkey.
0: May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept uh, the efforts of uh, the Chairman of South Africa and other organizations as well uh, that have been doing uh, work in that region and to all those that have uh, played their part uh, whether it's donating in whichever way and uh, whatever amount possible may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you uh, abundantly uh, Ma, this week on the program uh, we continue with uh, the next uh, chapter in the book and that is uh, make the most of your losses that uh, Every one of us at some time or the other face tough challenges or obstacles and heartaches in our lives.
1: Yes, as, uh, we, we are doing this uh, in serializing the book of Mufti Yusuf Musaji, 30 Ways to Happiness. And Alhamdulillah, saying, I didn't realize when I just uh, looked at the chapter, we are past the halfway mark. Mm. 17, today is the 17th chapter, the last chapter, the 16th one, a positive attitude leads to happiness. It took us two weeks to cover some of the aspects. And alhamdulillah, we try to do our utmost to try and give that message. Now, of course, make the most of your losses. Now, as Mufti Saab says, every one of us at some time or another will face challenges, obstacles, heartaches, difficulties. No one can escape experiencing loss, be it financial, sometimes uh, different types of challenges. And it may happen at a time when we least expect it. Now, let me start off by saying, that we always seek Allah's assistance and ask Allah for ease. As I had made mention many a times on my program, that Nabi karim Sallallahu told his uncle Abbas, oh my uncle, ask Allah Ta'ala for afiyat. There is no better dua to make and to ask Allah Ta'ala than to ask Allah for afiyet. Allah Afiyat means ease, well-being, you know. So, um, we always look at it. And uh, toward the end, um, Mufti has quoted a beautiful hadith uh, that the the waiting for ease is the greatest act of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ibadati the, farj The greatest waiting for ease is the greatest act of worship. So we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ease. And uh, although there might be certain wisdoms that are attached to challenges, but we always ask Allah Taala for ease. Uh, make these duas from time to time. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-fawal a'fiya. This must be a constant dua. Allahumma uh, inni as'aluka al-fawal a'fiya. And if you want to, we can also ask for your family. Allahumma inni as'aluka al-fawal a'fiya limali wa ahli wa waladi. Or make bring peace and ease upon our possessions our family, and our children. So, Allahumma inni asaluk al-afwa wal-afya fi dini, wa dunyaya, wa mali, wa ahli, wa li jamih al-mu'minina wal-mu'minat, wa muslimina wal-muslimat. Wa-al-musemine, oh U- Allah, grant us afwa and afya, grant us afya, well-being, peace, easiness, for us, our children, for the entire ummat. Allahumma inni asaluk al al-afya. O U- Allah, always give us perpetual ease and well-being. Allahumma inni as'aluka shukra ala al-afiyah. O Allah, give us the ability to be grateful for the ease that you give us. And the reason is, shakartum If we make shukr to you for the ease that you have given us, it is a principle of yours that you give more when we make shukr. So if we make shukr to you for the ease that you have granted us, inshallah you will grant us further ease. So these are the type of things that we have to start off. But how do we view and react to sometimes challenges that might come our way? Say the line in the Quran, We have created human beings in turmoil and sometimes challenges him.
0: And if you look at uh, the other ayah uh, as well, Mu'an, that where Allah Subh'ana says that we will definitely test you sometimes with fear, sometimes with loss of, of life, or loss of wealth. In different ways, uh, a person will be tested. You might lose a loved one. You might... Uh, there might be some financial loss that you might go through, there might be the loss of a job Um, and it happens at different times, different stages of your life but how we view and how we react to uh, these situations that's the choice that we uh, are able to make Definitely, very,
1: very So, I mean, what what, Mufisa said that uh, I know people who have experienced hardships, uh, perhaps more than the average person yet they always remain when you look at them They've always been positive, upbeat. They are perhaps the most happiest people I know, uh, despite some extraordinary life challenges. Uh, But they still are optimistic and they still look forward towards life. Uh, They exude a positive energy which affects others around them. Uh, So when any adverse situation arises, we can have two options. One of it, we can start feeling sorry for ourselves, and fall into an even greater problem and disaster. I lost my job. You become so despondent. You sit. You don't do anything. You don't move. You don't try and rectify the situation. So, you know, I, I, I recall, um, you know, there's one beautiful saying, Brother Jaworweg, a good friend of ours, uh, make mention of it uh, many a times, that uh, you cannot control the situation that come upon you, but you can control the reaction to those situations. So um, we, we always know that this is a situation. You can't control the situations that come upon you. But you can control your actions to those situations. Certain things that happen, you know, it's, it's something that happens. You've got no control over it. You know, you're rushing out uh, in early hours of the morning or you're rushing to go to work. And while you're drinking tea, the tea spills over your, on, your, on your clothes. Now, you, there's two ways you can react. You can kick up a row at home and make such a big fuss And it it leads to even more tension. You can say, all right, listen, this has happened. It was beyond my control. Now I have to react to it. Uh, And of course, psychologists and other people tell us many a times, situations that come upon us uh, is not the actual situation. It is 10% is the actual situation. And 90% is the way we react to those situations. 90% of the problems or the lack of problems it depends upon the way we react to those particular situations. So I think that is one of the most important things. So you can't control situation, you can control your reaction. So we um, can either feel sorry and say I lost my job and you just sit at home and, or otherwise you say, listen, maybe Allah Ta'ala has kept risk for me in something else. And maybe Allah will give me opportunities in something else. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will open up some other avenues with regard to risk. And there's no shortage for Allah Ta'ala to give risk. Uh, you know, there is such a, a beautiful hadith that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi that said that, O human being, I have created the uh, heavens and earth. And I didn't become tired. I didn't become helpless by creating the heavens and earth. Uh, am I going to get tired by giving you risk? I created the heavens and earth. I didn't get tired. I didn't become helpless. And I, am I going to get tired by giving you a, breath, a loaf of bread? Am I going to get tired by giving you risk? When I haven't get tired by, you know, creating the heavens and earth. So it's it's a very important thing that we we bear this in mind that Allah Taala has got in min in illa indana faza you know there is nothing but Allah subhanahu wa Taala has kept great amount of khaza'in. So what what we would like from the listeners. Mona, as you always ask, is that uh, how did they find uh, a silver lining, you know, even, even in, in, in the clouds? You know, every cloud has a silver lining. What was their silver lining in a challenging situation that came upon them, and how did they react, which turned the situation around?
0: Mm. Yes, so let us know, 0727861548, uh, that when you are faced with the challenges, what was um, uh, the silver lining, and that they say every cloud has a silver lining. Uh, The other quote that they always use, they say there's always light at the end of the tunnel, but that one uh, doesn't work now in South Africa at the moment.
1: (coughs) We're not talking of ESCOM light, we're talking of natural light. And I said, don't be so pessimistic. You're doing about, you know, uh, taking uh, making the most of your losses. Now you're starting you to become pessimistic.
0: Uh, let's try to be positive. So we're not
1: talking of ESCOM uh,
0: light, mm. we're talking of natural light. Yeah, but by this, the, 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 this point on self-pity and... Uh, Feeling um, sorry for yourself like Muftisab mentioned here that that it can become so addictive that a person will just continue in the cycle and continue in the cycle where you want or feel that everybody else must come and solve all of my problems because I've had such a difficult life and this person doesn't have that energy or that willpower to stand up and say right I face this difficulty I'm facing these challenges I need to do something I have to react in order to get myself out of this situation.
1: One of the things that I always tell people is, is you must always have sympathy, right? Uh, we mustn't judge people. Like uh, I remember uh, reading, uh, and I, I gave a bayan about it, how to show empathy. So in that, uh, uh, one of the things that I picked up when I was reading, what well, was quite an interesting thing. You said, you know, you, you a person gets gets a, a situation and you tell them to slip out of it. You know, uh, it's time you get out of it. Now, the the they tell us, that uh, they write this to those people who are experts in this field. Everyone has got their own time of coming out of a situation. Don't don't impose upon people you need to get out of your situation. Snap out of it. It's not like you, uh, you know, just doing that. You know, clicking your fingers and the person will come out of his of his uh, challenges. Give people time. What they say is create the right environment for people to come out of their the, the challenges. Instead of telling people, come because of your challenge, you know, forget about it, move forward. Create the right environment that they can move forward. So I think mm. that's very important for us, right? But we also need to be aware of the other extreme, which is it unconsciously shapes who we are with the thoughts we generate. And Mokisab says, I remember coming across the quote, self pity is easily the most destructive of none. Pharmaceutical uh, narcotics. It is addictive. Uh, you start becoming, uh, you know, self pity. You start generating, or you want to generate pity in front of other people. Now, when you are facing with a challenge and you go to people and you show uh, a self pity and you tell them, "Please have mercy upon me. This difficulty has come upon me. This that." Initially, when you have the difficulty, people will sympathize. But after six months, you go and tell the people the same thing. After a while, they lose patience. They will ask, asking you, well, "What have you done with regard to it?" So it's addictive. Gives Momentarily, it gives you pleasure and separates the victims from reality. Feeling sorry for ourselves is a waste of energy and the worst habit we could possibly cultivate. Start feeling sorry for yourself and try and get sympathy from other people. So this is very easy to do, but um, it, it is not productive. So rather use the energy that you have about Uh, self-pity, rather use it in a positive manner. Channel it in a direction that can become a means of coming out of the problem rather than you, uh, you know, always being in the same problem, always talking about the same problem, always being, you know, your mindset being about the problem. Look look forward. Look look for solutions. So I think it's a very important point to say that self-pity is... Perhaps the most destructive of non pharmaceutical narcotics it gives you some sort of pleasure, it gives you an escape valve, it gives you some justification for you to do nothing, but at the end of the day it is not constructive
0: yeah and um, I, uh, we mentioned this uh, a few weeks back on uh, on the program as well that a person that, that that's, uh, that's in this uh, habit of of playing the victim or self-pity eventually people also then don't want to listen to their stories they don't want to sympathize with them anymore because they feel it's just a cycle and cycle that continues mean, people don't like to listen to, to,
1: to you know, uh, com- constant complaining and grumbling after a while uh, it becomes tedious now I'm not saying that uh, without sh- we need to sympathize with the people who are going through and sometimes it is difficult and we do sympathize with them but at least there must be something that we can do that can uh, relate, and we can, you know, if if we show, like for example, if there are two types of people who are after a challenge, one is trying, he is trying, he is not coming right, uh, and another person who sits at home and he does nothing. Now you will find that the community will sympathize with that uh, with the first type of person. So, if, for example, he is selling something, then people will say, when he lost his job, but look at he's selling something uh, because of his difficulty. Let me support him." Right. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's, it's, it's a
0: better way to go. So I think it's an important point that we need to go. Mm. Uh, let us know or send through your messages 72 uh, this week uh, on uh, the social program. Uh, we are in the book 30 uh, Ways to Happiness and it's chapter 17, Make the Most of Your Losses. You can send through uh, your thoughts, your opinions on this program. We always love to hear uh, from you. Um, how do you find? How do you how do you go about finding uh, positives uh, in different situations, challenges that you are facing? How do you find the silver lining? Uh, that's what we'd like to know. We're going to break for the ad break, followed by the half-hourly headlines. On the other side of that, uh, we will continue with the program. Okay. This week on uh, the social program, we speak in uh, on the chapter from the book 30 Ways to Happiness. Make the most of your losses. That at some time. Um, or the other, people face challenges, we will face um, some obstacles, uh, we will experience some loss, whether it's financial, whether it's a job loss, whether it's the loss of a loved one or other form, or other, uh, some other loss, but it's how we react to it, how we react in these situations, that is the choice that we make. You can interact with us, you can let us uh, uh, you can share with us uh, your thoughts on 072-786-1548. you can give us a call on 118541548. um more uh, like we sp- we spoke about um, the, the, the first point and that was uh, that um, we shouldn't get into the habit of self but but uh, the second point that uh, muftisab mentions yeah is to make the best out of our losses
1: yeah again it might it might seem you know what one of the things that I find very very interesting is that whenever we look at these type of situations, we, we can become into a self pity mode, why me? But just consider this, just take time and digest the following, right? That every, Allah Ta'ala brought about these challenges to, to the Ambiya Ali Musala, to as well. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from the, the, the cell phone today, the, because of load shedding, the landlines are not working. I hope uh, I'm coming across clear. It is quite clear, it is quite clear, it's no problem. I'll just give you some examples, right? when you are hurt by your own brothers, by your own siblings, then remember, Prophet Yusuf, a.s. who was betrayed by his own brothers and left for dead in the well uh, and then sold into slavery by his own brothers. If, for example, you find that you are on haq and you are on trying to reach out and you are on truth and your parents are not supporting you in your being on truth, remember Ibrahim, who, whose father, his father, Azar, was uh, worshipping idols. Uh, if you are stuck with a problem that you feel that there is no way out, remember Yunus, alayhi who was stuck in the belly of a whale for 40 days. If you are ill, remember ayub alayhi salatu who was more ill than you. When someone slanders you uh, with regard to a wrong that you did not commit, Remember Aisha radiallahu ta'ala who was slandered through Medina in the noble era despite the fact that she was such a great woman, the wife of Nabiya Kareem. When you are lonely, recall Adam radiallahu who was created alone. And he was alone in Jannah until you ask Allah for companionship. So if you are lonely, you can't be more lonely than Adam radiallahu who was at that time uh, alone in this world. When you can't see any logic around you, but you are supposed to do things that you are required to do, then think of Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, whom Allah Ta'ala told to build an ark. So every time they pass by, they used to laugh at him. You are building an ark in the middle of the desert? Do you ever see someone building an ark in a ship in the middle of the desert? If you're laughing at me, one day I'm going to laugh at you. Allah is going to create a situation that I'm going to leave. need this boat. I'm going to need this ark. Although you're laughing, what is the need of an ark and a ship in the middle of a desert? Subhanallah. If you are mocked by your own relatives, and look at our beloved Nabiya Karim how he was mocked by the Quraysh and his own people. So, just bear this in mind, you know, instead of wallowing in self pity and said, Why me? Then look at all the Ambiali Must who went through these challenges.
0: Certainly in the lives of the Ambiali Mustalatu Salaam, a person will find guidance. There's so much of lessons that we can learn when we study their lives. We look at the different challenges uh, and difficulties that they face and how they dealt with those uh, challenges uh, as well. It's always important uh, to learn about uh, their lives so that we can take those lessons from it. Continue to send through our messages 072786 and 1548. This week we're speaking about um, the chapter, Make the Most of Your Losses. How do you deal with that? If you've been uh, in a situation, how did you find this silver lining in any situa- situation or perhaps uh, there might be some difficulty that you went through and at that moment you did not understand what the silver lining would be and later on you realize this let us know share with us your thoughts 07278615 for it why can continue yes now
1: um, um, to make the best of our lives, adversity is difficult and challenging but sometimes it might bring such uh, new opportunities in the quran says sometimes you dislike something and it might turn out to be good for you. Sometimes you like something, you desire something, but that same same thing that you desire becomes the means of challenges for you. In the Noble Quran, in Surah Kahf, kahaf Allah has made mention of Hazrat Musa, alayhi salatu salam, and Sayyidina Khidr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, they travel until they pass a boy, a small boy, an innocent boy, who was the apple of the eye of his parents, and they killed him. You know, taking life is something grave. It disturbed Musa, a.s. It was against the Sharia, and how he is a Nabi of Sharia, who was not at that time aware of what Khizar knew. How could he let it slip? Actually, he objected. Chizr alayhi salatu told Musa to be patient. And later he explained, The parents of the boy were pious people. They loved him dearly. Allah uh, Ta'ala had this time, which he told Chizr salatu wasalam, Musa salatu at that time, had he grown up, he would have become the means going to and because of the parents' love for him, it would have been of becoming embroiled in a challenge which could turn them away from the religion. The loss of one's deed is is the ultimate loss. So we intended that the Lord should substitute for them someone better for them, in purity and nearer to mercy. Although the parents lost their son, they were given other al Kasir al is written in several Ahabiyah, alayhi from the of Ahabiyah, alayhi So look at the tension look at the difficulty, lost. someone who was very dear to them, and I will tell I changed it, because that's what was dear to them was going to become a means of fitness for them and Allah then substituted it with something that was better. I'm not saying in any way that we should ever ask for the same thing, but if there is sometimes this type of situations then maybe there might be something that could, could come about.
0: Mm-hmm. And we need to make uh, the best of every situation. I uh, also need to understand conditions and circumstances in this world are, are ever changing, that good days and good things are, are never far away, Mola. Yes. There's
1: no doubt whatsoever. Sometimes it, it can. I, I, I always, you know, while, while we do speak, and sometimes there's a need for us to uh, to, to bring this forward to people who are going through challenges. But again, I must say, so the way I started off in the very beginning, also always ask Allah Ta'ala for ease. Start off by asking Allah for ease. Don't become brave. Sometimes, it's very, you know, we, we, we ask Allah Ta'ala for, for difficulty because Allah Ta'ala elevates the status. We, we know the hadith. Even if a thorn pricks you, a thorn will not prick you, but Allah will remove Allah will remove a difficulty and Allah will elevate your status. So even if a difficulty like even like a thorn that pricks you, it creates and brings about reward for you. But we don't ask Allah for the difficulty to get the reward. It is very important and a very a a point point for me to reiterate. Never ask Allah for difficulty. Ask Allah for ease. Because we are very weak. You know, we we, we don't know what our reaction would be when there is difficulty upon us. We don't know what our reaction is going to be. Even people who are pious, uh, who are uh, 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 supposedly very steadfast, we don't know how they're going to react.
0: Yes let ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afia, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for comfort and for ease And never ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for any form of difficulty Rather ask Allah for, for goodness and make dua uh, for goodness May you can continue One of the
1: ways that ulama uh, ulema tell us that we have to, you know, look at the stuff is this That we said that, you know, the bin Zubair radiallahu tal'anhu You know, very interestingly he had a tragedy. ibn uh, Zubair. He had an accident, a camel uh, accident. The way a car accident. He had a camel accident. The camel sometimes runs wild, etc. And in that, he lost um, one of his children and one of his limbs. And then he composed uh, a poem in kunt ashafaqat when kunt fakad uh, you had uh, taken away from me, but you have given me also. And if you have put me in a challenge, you have given me after it also. And then he said that you you gave me so much children, and I, obviously the loss of any child, Allah never bring that difficulty upon any one of us. Allah never let us see a situation of us losing our near and dear one. Allah always protect us from that. Oh. So, but he said, Ola, you, you gave me so many children, I still have other children. And if you took away one lump, I still got other three lumps. So one portion of my hand is the, got uh, affected by the stuff, But at the end of the day, there is still other situations. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala does bring about situations that sometimes you need to have a perspective with regard to uh, the negatives that come into our life compared to the uh, positives, and we should always have a perspective in comparing the negative with the positive. It is said about Alama. Uh, Alamgiri uh, Rahmatullali, he was a pious ruler in India. So uh, one day, what, what he did was, uh, when when the new fruits of a season come, uh, it is the sunnah that uh, you give it to a small child. To start off by, the small child must be the first to uh, eat from the fruits of the new season. Because these barakah, they are, they are ma'soom. We are, we are full of sunnah. Uh, masoom children they are masoom. they have never committed sins. So he gave it to a small child who hurriedly ate up that particular fruit and when the elders started eating it they found it was unpalatable they couldn't eat it, it was so sour so they asked the youngster and said how did you eat that fruit when it was so sour? So he said that um, I also found it to be sour but uh, and I found it to be very very unpalatable and I was just about to throw it up When I remember that Allah Ta'ala gave me good food for so many times. How many times Allah Ta'ala gave me good food and I was not sufficiently grateful to Allah for the good food, the wholesome food that he gave me. And I thought that uh, if, for example, once uh, some difficulty comes and sour fruit comes, then I shouldn't complain. Let me eat it. I did not feel like throwing it up. Because there were many times the Latala gave me good food and good food. That, that's an amazing thing that we, we, we can learn from there.
0: My message from one of the listeners saying that uh, sometimes uh, challenges uh, keep you humble. And then they say that, uh, I'm not generalizing, but at times people that have been blessed, especially with wealth or with beauty or intelligence, uh, at times they tend to brag. Uh, and they go on to say that uh, I always ponder that perhaps if I was blessed with the same, I'd probably be posting too. But sometimes challenges keep us uh, humble.
1: There's the, the, the many different uh, situations with regard to uh, challenges, and one of them is that um, it makes you turn towards Almighty Allah. It shows you who in reality is in control of situations. And it's very important for us to realize that, because we can become very, very arrogant when everything goes according to your ways. And if everything goes according to what you want, it can become very, very challenging. So how do we go about that is very important. And I think it's something that we need to learn. Uh, uh, I I remember when we were doing the book La Tahzan and uh, Don't Be Said. Uh, and when I, must, I must tell you that that particular book, we did two-thirds of it. And we still didn't complete it. Maybe one day we'll still complete that book. I don't even remember where we, we stopped it. But in there, there was one one chapter uh, where they said the the, the, the angels, they make zikr of Allah Ta'ala for different words. Right? Subhana taala. Glory be to Allah who gave adornment to men by their beard. Right? And adorn women by long hair. Now, that is a normal situation. Now, don't, don't become judgmental. Uh, there is um, a lot of people sometimes, uh, I remember, uh, there was uh, a very great scholar who only had one strand of hair in his beard. And he used to protect it. And he said, I can't get a full beard. There's one small strand. I'm just keeping it. I'm preserving it because of means of, of uh, my sunnah. Sometimes there are people, I know a very prominent scholar, uh, who doesn't have a complete beard. And he one day complained in his talk. He said, people say that you are a scholar and you're giving bayan on deen and you don't have a beard. You don't have a beard. And he said, I uh, complained to Allah, I can't grow a beard. So, but normally Allah says, billuha, Glory be to the one uh, who adorn man by the beard and adorn woman by long hair. And then, women, some of them can't get long hair. So again, don't be judgmental. But Allah has kept the beauty. So they, they praise Allah with those words. And then one of the things which I found amazing, Subhana man istakhrajat Du'a Adil Bala. Glory be to the one who extracted dua from people because of the challenges he put upon them. But this is the reality. We don't turn towards Almighty Allah in dua the way we do when we have challenges. So sometimes when these challenges we turn towards Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: Another message uh, from one of the listeners, and seeking some advice, saying what to do is someone has been making your life very, very difficult for a number of years. And at times it feels like your du'as are not being answered. I feel like making du'a to Allah, that Allah take this person away, even though I know it's wrong. Uh, So just some advice on that, Malala.
1: Now, the best thing to do is to ignore such people. I mean, see, negative people, they they take out negativity, right? There are certain people, that is why our ulama have written that it's good to be around positive people. They exude positivity. They exude good things. So when you are around such people, they are are magnet. They attract people. And there are certain people who are negative by nature. When they are negative by nature, no matter what you do, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, you can't get through to them. And then, then not only are they negative, they exude negativity to be around and become sexy. Uh, and if you can, you know, just cut off from the person. Just stay mm. away from him. If it can be done, just stay away from the person. Don't ignore what he says. When the jahil addresses you and wants to involve you in an argument, walk away from that. So I think it's worthwhile sometimes for us to look into the situation and say, listen, mate, I'm not going to allow you to impact upon my life. Uh, I, I have tried to do it with some sort of success. Uh, other people, they, they, they talk such things that I'm amazing. Yet yeah? Allah opens up other doors. It's amazing the amount of doors door that open uh, while other people are trying to close doors. I've seen it my own self. That people are trying to close doors and there are so many doors open, you don't know which door to catch. So, I would suggest to the listener that, listen, don't don't become perturbed. Don't let a person who is troubling you control your life. Cut him out of the equation. Tell him, I'm not going to become perturbed by what you are doing. Carry on doing it. Go and carry on staying in your negativity. You will become consumed. In fact, I'm telling you. We must make du'a for these people. We must make the du'a alhamdulillah. Afani Thank you, Allah, you have, you have saved me from the affliction that you have afflicted them. Look at the affliction upon them. Because have no other work, but it's not other people. Ya Allah, there's <laughs> something better to do with your life. So, yes, I, I, I feel empathy. I make du'a for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe
1: the person can... In answer that you've it uh, in any way, uh, uh, can you do it? It's something that you should look at. I, that's my, my, my advice to the person. Mm. If you are going to become consumed what other people are saying about you, then then you'll never live a happy life. Mm.
0: That's true, ma. And that sometimes you gotta just focus on uh, all the positivity and the uh, and the positive uh, people that are around you. If you focus on the negativity, it can really, really train you. Well, Graham, well, you also must
1: take that lesson,
0: huh? <laughs> you uh, all. I tested you on one
1: occasion, and you were you you were far, you were found a little bit uh, shaky, or the matter, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it is between you and I.
0: There's a sleepy way mom, but anyway, uh, that's what you, that's what we have to learn is to build that uh, that the, the, that positivity. Or stay around uh, positive people, Ma. That's why we look forward to the the Thursday program. We get all the positivity on this program. Yeah, I, I, I someone you
1: know uh, sometimes what I do is and um, I give my my, my satis up, Barkat uh, as Ustad always used tell me, whenever you find something good, uh, I I went I went uh, first when I came back from Karachi, so uh, I went first for imtihan. So I went with imtihan with uh, uh, Marhum Mufti Ahmad Mia, and Mufti Sulaiman Pandor, who is still alive. But in many ways, he's still my mentor. So um, uh, so I, I went that time. Mia's farm used to be the place where you used to go out for for imtihan. So. Uh, bribed me, I so that you're going, uh, have you got a pen and paper? So I said no. So he took out a notebook and he gave me the notebook, and I kept it. Right, but people can take a notebook and 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 make notes, and and it stuck with me. When I went one to meet Mahatma Mohanai, you know, Patelsa Ali, I said Hazrat, make dua, and I'll never forget this. Yeah my Yunus Patel sahab rahmatullahi alayhi told me, he said, the Hajjud time, there are certain people who I make du'a for by name. Morana, you are one of them. Right? And then he gave me a blue book. I still got it by car, with some way. Sometimes I got it, sometimes it's got it by car. But anything nice, uh, you put it down. In that blue book, I still remember a, a, a quote of Prophet "Mufti sahab rahmatullahi alayhi I stopped the car while I was listening to that Bayan, I make the note and I I, I, I put it into that notebook. Mm. So, you know, sometimes you get people sending you this, Our tell us So sometimes we also we must we must do that. Uh, I was telling my class people that and I took out uh, my one one m You used to call it when you were doing studies, you used to call it copy. I don't know if you used to call it also <laughs> the,
0: copy. The, copy. the notebook. Mm.
1: So it was a it was a big thick notebook which I used to use in my student days uh, and what I did, used to do was I used to uh, you know, it was be was very big, very thick and I used to uh, separate it. So uh, the six Ustads of my Dora Ustad, whatever sometimes they tell you uh, outside uh, the, the dars, which is sometimes a little piece of advisors while they're speaking to you, I used to make, make a note of it. So uh, while I was sitting and making Mutala that day, I, I found a book. So I said, I'm going to show this to my to my students and say, listen, this is the way I used to do it, and people must also do it. But today, you know, no one do it, does it. Everyone puts things in the phone. So, I don't know, this whole particular aspect of writing has gone out. Of, so someone one day send me this, and I think it'll be a good way to to, to, to maybe make mention of it. Uh, although, let me just very quickly make mention of what uh, Mukti had said. Uh, after making mention of the incident of uh, Khizar al Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, how Allah Ta'ala uh, granted the parents who had lost their child with a daughter which gave birth to many Ambiyah uh, to that right we need to make the best of every situation we also need to understand condition and circumstances in this world are ever changing sometimes there will be situations of challenge as the of Allah Ta'ala said <inaudible> waiting for ease is the greatest act of worship the only constant thing in this world is change it is essential for our happiness in this world to develop the attitude. When life throws lemons at you, don't say that the lemons are bitter. Make lemonade, Subhanallah. When life throws lemons at you, don't don't become bitter, make think that lemons and make lemonade. And in this there was someone I remember someone sent me this and I printed it and I kept it in a folder. Five reasons why Sometimes Allah brings about challenges. So Allah uses problems to direct you. So sometimes Allah brings about challenges that light a fire under you to get you moving, right? So problems often point us in a new direction and motivate us to change. So until that doesn't happen, uh, you are stuck in your ways and all of a sudden a challenge came and directed you in a different direction. Allah uses problems to inspect you. People are like tea bags. If you want to know what's inside them, just drop them into hot water. So sometimes Allah uses problems to inspect you, right? Um, sometimes Allah uses challenges to correct you, right? So sometimes it happens. Um, you know, sometimes you find that uh, the, your parents tell you, don't do this, you're going to get hurt, and you're small, you don't listen. Don't go past there, you're going to trip on there in that brick, or you're going to trip upon that carpet, don't listen. he trip on it. Paul, have a minor injury. Inshallah, it won't be major. The next time he'll be, he'll be more more careful. He won't be able to, he won't trip on that particular thing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings up certain things to correct us. Sometimes Allah uses problems to protect us. Right? So sometimes there is a situation that uh, Allah uses problems to protect us. Uh, there is a hadith that I, I remember reading that Nabi Wasallam said Allah Ta'ala someone asked a question earlier in the program about our du'a is not accepted ulama have written every du'a is accepted right only it's not accepted the way we want we want Allah Ta'ala told us we make du'a Allah give us million rain, and after, after someone was coming give us million rain. that's our understanding of yes. how our du'a has been accepted it doesn't work like that sometimes Allah gives you what you want sometimes Allah Ta'ala gives you something better than what you have asked Sometimes you make dua, Allah doesn't give you what you want, but Allah Ta'ala protects you from a calamity that was coming your way, but Allah protected you from it because of the dua that you made, subhanallah. So Allah Ta'ala uses this, and Allah Ta'ala uses sometimes challenges to perfect you. There's no doubt forever. Uh, when we go through that, uh, it develops our character more than when only ease comes upon us. And maybe, Monana, what I was, was. Something last week also I was supposed to send through to you. Maybe I will try to uh, bring this particular. Uh, um, and I will send it to you. Maybe we can even send it out on the podcast.
0: Inshallah. khair, Ma for joining us on the program. Anything else Ma would like to add on? No, no.
1: There was something I was supposed to send you last week. Any, any idea? What was it?
0: Ma well, was not that PDF. We did add it onto the.
1: Onto okay.
0: Onto the Chazakum podcast, Allah. it is on the website. I think uh, it, was, it was sent out on it. For the lovely program, inshallah, we will speak to Malana uh,
1: next week.